It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The response to Brian Harson's comments at SEC Media Day seemed to be unanimous, but let's discuss one angle that no one's talking about. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Towards the end of today's show, we will be joined by ESPN and SEC Network's own Peter Burns. But first things first, happy Charlie Tuesday to all of you out there who celebrate this special day of the week. We didn't get to celebrate it last week because of SEC Media Days, but thank you for being patient. And here we go again, brother. I'm excited. I'm excited. Media Days was great. Uh, You did an awesome job. The content you were pumping out was absolutely incredible. I mean, like the interviews you got was were were unreal. The the sound bites you got with Harson, Joe Tessitore, all the dudes. Way to go! Big big wins for Locked On Auburn. Well, works hard. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But I missed you a ton last week. Missed you too. Missed you too. Missed everybody. So we we were talking beforehand. Brian Harson, his um. His words at SC Media Day is pretty much across the board. Like, wow, this guy came out swinging. Wow, super impressive. Excited a lot of the fan base. Got me excited. Sure. Got me excited, for sure. Um, you are coming at this from a different angle than a lot of people. And I think right. it's worth talking about. Sure. So, I also, as a fan, as a fan, I, you, it's hard not to love it. You know, it's sort of like a punch back at the man type situation. Right. A... Uh, Standing your ground, love that. Love every single bit about that. Love the strong will. Love the uh, the com- like the the competitive fire that he's like. Hey, you know what? I, my, my message to recruits: watch. Basically, in other words, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. Love all that. Love all that. Uh, I don't. And I, and then what I'm about to say is not. I'm not saying that I think it's a it's a bad thing, but I, I think it's something to work that's worth talking about. Yes. You know, there's a way things have been done at Auburn for a very long time. And, you know, there's certain people that they have names on buildings. They they they're they're on the hook for buyouts. They, they, they help fund contracts. They help fund building projects, stadium renovations, things like that. Mm. And a lot of those guys were a part of the whole February issues. OK, the headbutting, the 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 what, the, what if you want to call it a coup, whatever you want to call it. So my question yep. is, my question is, how much concern is there that uh, instead of a, and, and you know, this could have been something that was talked about beforehand and said, hey, I'm going to say this, but, you know, I don't really mean it or whatever. I don't know. Could have been that. But on the surface, it looks like I'm doubling down. I don't need you guys. Uh, and a lot of those dudes write the checks that that keep this football program going. So, uh how bold of a move is that? Is it a smart one? Is it one that uh, could benefit Auburn in, uh, in the future? Um, what are your thoughts on, on that? Because that was the first thing I thought of. You know, I'm in, I'm in sales, so uh, I have customers that, that, that I call on and whatnot. And, you know, I have the, I have the, uh, where I have the ability to say I don't want to sell to you anymore, but you know what I got to do? I got to find a replacement. I got to find a replacement. I got to right. keep that going. So um, 
What's your what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that uh, perspective? Yeah, I think it's reasonable to say that I'm not gonna say a hundred percent, but a very large part of Brian Harson's comments this past Thursday were in reference to power and control. Yes. And I think Brian Harson is letting the fan base know that one, the powers that be are not making his job easy. And two, that he's tired of it and he's going to win it all regardless, but he is going to earn the trust of the fan base and help kind of win the social battle of all of this to get more and more control over this football program. that, That was a big part of the conversations at SEC media days with folks that cover other markets that they wanted to ask my thoughts of like, how, what's the power structure there right now? Because what happened in February sadly became a national story and it had everything to do with control and power. Yeah. And and, and the rich dudes versus Brian Harson is really what it felt like. Few rich dudes, few top heavy rich dudes, basically. So that the the power, the power is power structure is, is always seems to be an issue at Auburn because it's so top heavy. You know what I mean? Like as far as people that go ahead. When I first got into radio, talk radio at Auburn, I remember getting calls. This was during the early Gus Malzahn era. I was getting calls from, you know, fanatics. The reason we call them fans, but folks calling in saying, you know, our boosters calling the plays for Gus Malzahn, which is obviously ridiculous. But the fact that boosters probably were in more meetings than they should have been with Gus Malzahn, I think is super interesting to look back on. Oh yeah. And I just don't think Brian Harson's going to let that happen. And so I mean, obviously I, I think that's where, where part of the, the divide is. And so I think the average Auburn fan is on Brian Harson's side of all of this. I, I, do, so, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I'm on, I am too. I'm on. Uh, side. Yeah. I mean, I, I think 99% of the Auburn fan base realizes like, Oh yeah. The football coach should coach. The football coach at the college level should have control over what his roster looks like and, and what type of scheme you run. All that should go through the football coach. And so I think what he did Thursday was a prime opportunity that he took advantage of. Really the best opportunity he's had since all the February stuff happened was saying, hey, Auburn people and recruits, I'm fighting this. I'm in and control. I want control of this program. Yep. Yeah. And I would, I'll take it even a step further. You know, it does always seem like Auburn can have quick success after a coaching change. It sure. always, it seems like it's just, it just, it's the nature of, of, of when you have a coaching change. And a lot of times I think that's because they hire guys that they think will do the things they say. And that works great early. Like that works great early. I'll give you whatever you need. You do what I say. We're in that honeymoon stage. We're friendly, but then once that wears off, and you know, you may lo- you lose a game you shouldn't lose, or whatever. You you've already set the standard of I'm catering to. I'm I'm going to continue to cater to you. So you know, when your demands start to increase, or they become more detrimental in my view of how I want to run the program, things become volatile. Things become toxic. Uh, you you fire coaches you don't want to fire. You do things you don't really that aren't really in your your character. So uh, although I think this is so, I've, I guess I've always looked at it like if you, if if you want to come to Auburn, you got to play the game. 
Brian Harson may be setting the standard, and if it works, I'm not. Again, you got to understand that when I, I also this is a sidebar. When 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 you when you try to when you try to use another example, it doesn't mean you're comparing them to somebody. A lot of times, people say that when they just don't want to have a discussion. So right. when Nick Saban came into came to Alabama, it was a very similar structure as what Auburn had, just a little bit bigger. Uh, they kept rotating coaches because they would have early success because they tried to do things the bare way. And then Saban came in and said, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to do things the way I want to do. You're not going to be involved. Yeah. You can either get on board or not, or I'm going to go find, I'm going to go find some people that will. And I think that that second piece is, has taken Harson a little bit longer to find those people. But I think, I think he's starting to find them. You're seeing it with, uh, you know, the different – the off-the-field staff that he's building, uh, all, all you know, all this, you know, support that he's starting to, to see from these, you know, these new NIL groups, things like that. I, I just – I think I, I think Harson's trying to point Auburn into, into a, a direction and it could, it could crash and burn. But if it were to succeed, if it could succeed, uh, it could set a precedent moving forward that – could really, really change the trajectory of what Auburn football wants to be and how they how it achieves those goals. Like it, it could it could really change the tra- trajectory of this whole program. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a program changing stand. I think yes. we're in the middle of it because honestly, either way, I think it's going to impact Auburn moving forward because I think he's either going to stand against it and win both off the field and also on the field. And Auburn's going to celebrate and they're going to overachieve in 2022 and everything will be great moving forward. Hopefully it helps your recruiting. Hopefully it helps, you know, the, the, the backing of the fan base and NIL revenue and all of that. Or he's in the midst of a stand goes five and seven underachieves and, the powers that be can let him go because the fan base will be like, yeah, yeah. Winning, you know, losing a record two years in a row. That's not, that's not acceptable. Right. It's not. So, and then I think all of a sudden you're in a situation where it's like, man, it's starting to get scary. Like, cause if you miss on this next uh, coach, it's you're so far behind Bama, Georgia, and then these other powers in the SEC West that have kind of ascended. So, Either way, I do think we're in the middle of a program-changing stand here. Yeah, I think it could be uh, it, uh, in both ways. It could, this could be great, or it could be where we never see another hire like this again. It could be where this is an I told you so. We go hire a Will Muschamp or a Charles Kelly or somebody that they feel uh, – Mm-hmm. comfortable with that's going to be a yes man we'll probably have quick success and then we'll rotate every five or six years uh just that's just the way that auburn seems to to always be and that's why i the more i really sleep on this the more i really think about some of the things that harson does and says roster management is the only piece that i feel like that he's missing that's the that's the only piece and I'm really anxious. I'm really hoping that part gets figured out, whether it be through the portal, through, uh, you know, depth chart management, you know, moving forward, signing guys at positions of need, stuff like that, because everything else, culture, uh, buy-in, um, being able to weed out who needs, who, who doesn't need to be a part of the program, which 
for good or for better, for worse. Sure. Uh, and, and not uh, making um, what's it called? Not bending the knee or not uh, making um, concessions to who, to what he wants. Yeah. Uh, love all that. I mean, that's just something that um, I don't think we've seen in uh, a very long time. No, I- I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right, you, you mentioned some of the groups that may be rising up around him. NIL, there's a new NIL group for Auburn launching this week. We'll talk about that and uh, what we think that means for the program moving forward in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. They sent us some new Built Puffs, two different flavors. One was the, um, the S'mores Built Puffs, and one was the... What was it? Chocolate? No, it was. Dang it. It was cookie dough chunk puffs, which both of those sound delicious. I had the s'mores one. One of the best ones I've ever had. I'm probably going to buy a full box. And when I do that, I'm going to go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code locked 15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Charlie Five. Well, for, first of all, cookie dough chunks. Is you that what you me? said? Yeah. It's like wrapped in like a, a delicious marshmallowy um, structure wrapped with chocolate. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> a it's, uh, a marshmallowy good. vessel, a marshmallow, uh, marshmallowy delivery vessel. Let's just uh, go with that. I think that's it. I think that's actually <laughs> what it says in the read, in the copy here. That's all amazing. Right, so, so there is a new NIL group that has formed. Yes. New and, old. Yeah. It, let's just be let's just be clear. So on to victory, they they have bought out NILAU. It's going to function a lot of the same way. Um, I think that we saw last year on signing day how powerful NIL could be. Uh, I think that we saw how powerful uh, some of some of the transfers that we landed in the portal that could that were very uh, that are going to be very impactful probably start a little bit next year how powerful it could be. Now, regardless of how NILAU ended, uh, this new group has come in. Uh, they are going to launch a, a fan initiative. They're going to launch full bore this coming Friday, July 28th. It's no coincidence that that's right before Big Cat Weekend. So sure. uh, it's it's more guys. It's more people that are involved. Um, and these guys are make no bones about it. They're not in this to make money. They're in this to make Auburn competitive. Um, they're in this to uh, help change kids' lives that are a part of Auburn. Uh, they are. They're in this thing. What's on paper? What seems like for all the right reasons. Not that the previous, you know, own, uh, group was not, but um, you know, there was a lot of concerns about some of the overhead and whatnot. They're going to run as low overhead as possible, trying to get as many dollars into. Uh, the pockets of the the players for exchange, or I'm sorry, you got the talent uh, for their, uh, you know, in exchange for their services as possible. And 
I think for a while, uh, NIL has been sort of up in the air uh, since uh, – definitely since, you know, we had the whole, all the controversy in February. But uh, – So, so it, do you, does, this, does this strike you as being different than the first wave that we saw of this for Albert? I, I, um, I, I think it, it strikes me lower, as – There's a lower cost point, right? Sure. Yes, there should be lower cost points, which is going to get more people involved, which will allow the more the average folks, average person to get involved. You know, $250 was just, I mean, for some people, that's a car payment. You know what I mean? A month, um, yeah. That's a, that adds yeah, up $250 a month. I think you're going to see more, you know, maybe a $25, $50 a month range, which should that's be able to yeah. make you feel, make more people feel attached or involved. And I think that's, that's going to be huge. And they're going to be, they're still going to have to go get, you know, the big money from the big money donors and things like that. But um, I know a couple of these guys personal personally, and uh, they love Auburn. Uh, they, they, um, they want, they want so badly for Auburn to, to win, to succeed. And I really do think these guys are, um, are going to be able to uh, surround themselves with people that want to be involved with them a lot better. Uh, I, you, you, you asked a question, someone asked in the discord, how is this going to be, better or different and i don't think those two words are are correct words to ask because i don't think that nilau was necessarily bad per se uh they weren't it was clearly it was not sustainable i think this new one is going to be set up to be sustainable so we started something with nilau they couldn't finish it this group is ready to pick it up and they have a plan put in place to make it be be effective and last be sustainable and i think sustainable is the key is the key word because there was a lot of success you and i both know we sat in there we've seen we saw you know the conversations we know what was what was done and and we know how big of an impact it had on signing day it just wasn't sustainable and i think this this one is going to be able to plant roots and grow and some of the things they're talking about i think you're going to see some of the athletes you're going to be you're going to be surprised some of the people they've already signed, I uh, can't I can't say any names uh, currently, but uh, you're going to be you know you're going to be happy with the the path that they're already on, uh, and we st- should start seeing that hit you know over the weekend uh, and over Big Cat weekend. And like I said, there there there's it's not a coincidence you're starting to see recruiting pick up. It's just not. I mean, you're starting to see names. We're probably going to have uh, uh, two 2023 commits by the end of this week, uh, yep. by the end of this weekend, over the weekend, probably two 2024 commits, uh, over the weekend. And the 2024 list may be more impressive than the 2023 list that's coming in to, to visit this weekend. Like the 2024 list is absolutely slammed, uh, two quarterbacks, two, two quarterbacks. very, yeah. two very, very talented quarterbacks some defensive backs, defensive linemen, offensive linemen. Uh, I mean, it's no coincidence that all of this is starting to happen as ownership has started to to change. Words getting out, they're picking up, and when they launch this, this fan initiative on Friday, I think it's just going to go like Gus used to say. How are we going? I think I think uh, I think we're going to be doing. I think you know what a cruel example of <laughs> what I'm talking about. But I think that's yeah, what I don't know if do. I would have gone there, but that's fine. I would have yeah. gone more with like what Coach Harson said this past week. Watch. Yeah, watch. Exactly. It was right there. It was right there. But you it went with the right old there. coach. What's going on, Charlie? Fine. I don't know. It was. I was going for the laugh. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Always for the laughter. All yeah. right. Hey, in just a moment, we're going to hear from 
ESPN SC Network's own Peter Burns. This was the first. Um, this was the first interview that I shot at SC Media Days. If you're listening to it on audio, it'll be fine. If you're watching on video, it looks like I shot it with a potato. So just emotionally get ready for that. But before I'm we impressed. jump into Charlie Five, how can people uh, find Jay Here you up, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five in the Locked On Auburn Discord every single day and or auburnlive.com, the corner message board, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dabod Golf Pod. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Joined now by ESPN and SEC Network's Peter Burns. It seems like folks are all over the place on these Auburn Tigers. Brian Harson, the, the roster itself, the yeah. quarterbacks. Where are you with all of that? Uh, you know, I think you got to go back just a couple of weeks ago when we were in, gosh, weeks ago, I said months ago now, that we were in SEC spring meetings at Destin. And that was the first time I got a chance to sit down and talk ball with Brian Harson. Right. And I was blown away. Like, you know, I mean, like, you know, we didn't get a chance. We're normally over at the SEC Network Studios in Charlotte, and I'm back at studio, so I don't get a chance to travel to Auburn or go to a bunch of the different games. So, yeah. you know, when I talk to these coaches, it's through a phone or a Zoom interview. That's the first time I got a chance to talk to them on air and then kind of behind the scenes. And I'm like, where in the world does all this drama come from? Like, right. There was no way that I sat there and looked at Brian Harson and talked to him and be like, wait a minute, like, this guy just – you give this guy enough time, and he's going to figure a bunch of blank out. And in – I was just – it still – it baffled me even more so mm -hmm. about how people weren't all in on Harson from, from day one. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. Like, as soon as he was hired from Boise, everyone's like, okay, this is going to be a build. It's going to take him time to kind of get things the way that he wants to. Yeah. And then a year later, the goalposts moved. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, the, the, the question is, did, did it ever really – was it ever really like a, a stagnant goalpost, right? Like, yeah, was it ever a fair. fixed location? And, and and that's not just unfair to, to Auburn, but a lot of different college football programs. And again, there's always the cooks in the kitchen about like, hey, I donated this amount of money. I want to make this decision. Right. And I think when that decision was not the one that maybe some people wanted, all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, I don't like this guy for whatever reason, rather than giving him amount of time. But um, listen, I mean, you know, I, I just I really like everything that he talks about and brings to the table. And I think that message has been delivered that the outside noise doesn't mean you know what to this mm -hmm. program. And if I'm an Auburn Tiger fan and I'm cool with giving him a little time, I'm thinking I got the right guy. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you and think? And he's got and he's got the coordinator now that he that, that he, he does it seems wanted. like it was the guys that he originally wanted almost yeah and that's hard so how do you take this incredible job in the in the in the hardest division of college football and then and listen i and, and mason was incredible and and we got along really well but you're gonna say i had this success who do you really want to have mm -hmm. and now that you're able to say all right now that i kind of won this like little coup that almost happened and i, I lived this live the fight another day who, who do you want to be in the trenches with? And he's able to say, I want this person. I want that person. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're starting from year zero. And, that, and that's why there hasn't been a lot of noise. And when I talk to people down in the Auburn football facility, they tell me they're like, 
they kind of laugh at all the ancillary stuff that's going on when people talk about their program because they're like, okay, that, whatever. Like, that's not what's going on with this crew. Yeah, yeah, and you talk to players, and we'll hear from uh, three really good ones on Thursday when it's Auburn's turn to go, and it's just like they seem dialed in. They seem focused. Yeah, and so, but, that, but they're also getting put in the, in the toughest division in college football, and in, in the SEC West is a murderer's row. I mean, right. I, I was over at dinner last night with Cole Kublik and a bunch of people, and we were having all this conversation of, like, right now, assume that it's Alabama in the West and Georgia in the East. Give me the second-best team or the third-best team in the conference. We, we had seven different answers. Tough. I mean, like, and, and, and that goes to show you, like, the parity level of this conference right now yeah. is, is out of control. And it, what it comes down to is can you have a quarterback take the next step? And now, you know, Calzada, now that, you know, he wasn't 100% in spring camp, should be 100% ready to roll in the fall. And battling against, you know, uh, TJ, you know, if one of those guys can, can hit it to that next level, then all of a sudden you're going to be painting everybody's you-know-what. Right. No, th there's no question about it. I mean, it seems like it's a quarterback away. I mean, there's a lot of question marks about the offense as a whole and receivers and all that, but the talent is there. It just seems like uh, it seems like it's going to come down to whether – I think it's going to be Zach Calzada. I'd actually be surprised if it wasn't. But it's like, can he take that next step? Can he help this offense take that next step from where it was a year ago? Can, can he do what you know Auburn has done in, in years past, which is beat Alabama? I mean, he did it just for a different team. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, that's the question. I mean – that moment that he had, I can't imagine the amount of confidence that had to give Calzada. That's why, frankly, we were all floored when he decided that he was going to be transferring out. Because mm -hmm. we're like, wait a minute, you just had one of the greatest wins in Texas A&M football history, right. and now you're saying deuces? And, I mean, you're the, you're the guy right now. And so that made me think, all right, so he's, he's got some belief in himself of what they can do. But I still think when it comes down to it, I think this is a defensive-minded team. I think there's probably more talent on that aspect of it. Right. It's just you can't, you know, you can't put yourself in a bad situation, which Bo Nix did to a certain extent sometimes. But then, sure, hell, he also had games in which LSU still hasn't tackled him. Oh yeah, it, it was a roller coaster. Bo Nix, um, the most polarizing player in Auburn football history, and probably the biggest question mark. But now you, you mm -hmm. mentioned the SEC West and how tough it is, and. You, mm. you, you have that SEC West slate. Oh, yeah. Then you also got to play Penn State again for the second year in a row. What, what are reasonable expectations in your mind for this team? Uh, I mean, eight and four, I, I think, is a reasonable expectation. And, wow. and what's, what's that's higher than what most people are saying because I think he's that good. And I think that there, there's a certain amount of people aren't giving this team enough credit. Wow. And then, you know, the idea that what Jordan Hare is going to sound like when the Nittany Lions come into town, like that should mean something. You know, and again, I think that's one of the things that was really disappointing last year in this offseason is that you there was just such a I want to say a vocal minority that was like, you know, Harson's not our guy. And we and I'm like, what, how, you know, was there something that I don't understand about this? Uh, you know, again, it's it's frustrating sometimes because I feel sometimes that Auburn fans can't get out of their own way, but yeah. every smart Auburn fan that I've talked to lately understands they're like, dude, we got, we got a guy, give us some time. If Calzada hits and this defense is right, then why not? And build upon it. Yeah. And it's all about those first five games, right? I mean, you get, you get Penn State. You can be four, you can be four and one, five and oh, if, if things go right. I mean, if Auburn starts five and oh, I mean, you're talking about they go into Athens. I don't think they win in Athens, right. but they're probably a top 15 team. You got a really quality win against Penn State and LSU at that point. And you get hope, you get confidence. And then I, th I think the road trip to Oxford is significantly more reasonable. Uh, I think, which I think Ole Miss takes a step back this I, year. I, I do too. I do too. Mississippi State, that one's tricky. A lot mm -hmm. of Auburn fans are still kind of 
Scar from blowing that 28 to three lead. Arkansas at home, I think it's extremely winnable. I think they yeah. take a step back this year. So uh, all of a sudden, if you can go four and one or five and oh, yeah. I mean, it really opens up. Well, but, you know, it also puts yourself in a situation that A&M and Kevin Sumlin had to deal with a long time ago, which was they would race out to these four and oh and five and oh starts that were fantastic. And yeah. then all of a sudden, all right, they would fall apart and then all the all the boosters would get highly upset about it. So, uh, I mean, again, which kind of what happened last year. I mean, and, Auburn was solid until that A&M game. And I think there's been such an unfair, like, injustice to Auburn football having to play Georgia and, and being in the SEC West every single year. And so it cannot go down quick enough to where they change how they do the divisions and the scheduling to make sure that, that it's, it's just a more uh, equal schedule for all SEC squads. Have you been a little surprised by how long it's taken to kind of get the future plan of scheduling in the conference? No, because you're still trying to figure out how many teams are going to be in it, yeah. right? Like when Texas and Oklahoma are going to join the conference. So I think there's a lot of those discussions. I, I thought they would go to nine, but then, you know, a conference games. And then I hear some of the rationale behind eight and it makes sense. They as both well. make sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Sankey talked about it earlier today about how mm -hmm. 10 games like we did in the pandemic makes sense. So, I mean, again, all I know is that when it comes down to it, the SEC West is going to end up feeling like an NFL division to where there's so much amount of talent. And I think, I think Auburn's going to be one of those squads. Brother, thank you for stopping by for a few minutes. I really appreciate it. Always, man. See ya. Thank you so much to Peter Burns. Thank you so much to Charlie Five, Auburn message board legend, joining us on the show today. As Charlie Five mentioned earlier in the show, join the Locked on Auburn Discord. I think we're 14 members away from having a 1,000 Auburn fans in there constantly chit-chatting about everything going on in Auburn sports. And this weekend is going to be a good weekend to get in there with Big Cat Weekend. Rumors are going to be all over the place. So be sure to join us there and check it out. It's in the episode description down below. And you can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.